Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. All right. The number two point we have about leading from afar, allow space for the entire team to grow. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about this one in the last point, but I'm going to elaborate on it because I think there's a, a, several points for how you can create space. We all think, you know, and we all talk about that in a very general sense, but it's really a lot harder to do in practice to some extent. So here's a couple of ways to create space for your team to be able to grow and really prosper under this vigilant leadership idea. So first is you grant autonomy within parameters. So April talked about this a little bit about how she wanted to be communicated with, which also actually implies certain things for which she doesn't need to know, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you want to be able to set, this is your decision space. If, if, if it's in this decision space, make the decision. Let me know what the decision is, but you don't need to ask me about every single thing that you're going to go do or check with me on every single thing you're going to go do. Which leads very nicely to the second point, which is when somebody does come to you and have a question and you know it's clear within their decision space, don't actually just give them solution. Mm-hmm. Don't dictate the solution to them, but ask them, okay, what would you do? This is an opportunity now to like get their brains thinking in the right way for them to get affirmation from you and confidence for you that their brains actually are working in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let them like go through the options. Talk with them, probe questions, make sure they're not going to fall off a cliff. But you know what? Let them go do the work. And then you can make the decision together. That way you can share the responsibility if it's necessary. You tell them, you know, make your decision and go with it. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that trains them, right, to think about it that way. Because I think the boss becomes the person a lot of times where it's like, I can just go ask and and they'll tell me. When it's like, no, I want you to feel confident in your ability and take it off the table of you coming to ask me every time. Right. I think that's really important because – um, it creates also space for the leader mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> to be able to focus on other things, right? Which is the other point is invest in your team's personal growth, right? Especially in their personal brand development. You've heard us talk about this a lot, but this is going to be critical. I mean, I know, we know there's a lot of tools out there, Enneagram, Strength Finders, what you name it, but what we found the most foundational in the way that teams interact is for people to be very aware and personally aware of their personal brands, because that brings a high level of awareness of what is going to work in their favor, where they're going to have challenges, and what kind of behaviors and actions are, are they going to have to put in place in order to accommodate their um, the, the characteristics that might not be working as well for them or capitalize on the ones that are. So it's really important for you to invest in their personal growth. And we've actually heard a lot from people um, who are fa- afraid to do this because mm-hmm. they're afraid of producing so much capability that either their team members or their um, uh, the people who report into them overtake them, mm-hmm. um, outgrow them. them. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and and that is a very like very pessimistic mindset. I'm like, what if somebody did that to you? What if they, I mean, and we all have felt that where we feel contained because somebody's trying to keep us in a box. I'm like, don't do that to other people. I mean, that is not being a leader for for one thing. And second, it's definitely not doing you any good Mm -hmm. in your own personal growth. Like you have to let go of those things. And the fourth is tell people or tell your people who report into you when they're doing something well. And this kind of goes to the point about 
working through them on the problem solving, but it also is about um, balancing it because a lot of times we're very quick to tell people when they're not doing something well and we mm-hmm. want to help them fix it, but we forget to tell them, hey, you know what? That actually really worked. Mm-hmm. Do more of that. Or, you know, I didn't even, like, and I've had this come to like, I didn't think that was going to work, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> but you're left scratching your head of, like, did you hang me out to dry or did you? <laughs> well, it's one of those, like, I mean, she was being a really good vigilant leader where she's like, you know what? I have my doubts, but you know what? She's smart. I'm going to let her go try this. And when it, yeah. when she tried, it's like, okay, now we have a process for doing that. And now we have another way of doing that. And she was, um, you know, pleasantly surprised you just don't know Mm -hmm. so i think those are the like four ways of like really kind of creating some space and i'm sure there's lots of people who have lots of others and please share those with us you know um we always love to hear more that we can you know leverage with our clients but um those are four that we have seen and we know work yeah exactly which I think uh, segues nicely into the next one here. And and you did mention this a little bit, but I'll hit it very directly, which is develop the ability to let things go. So while you're building your team and you're helping them and you're supporting them and you're you're guiding the right habits and, you know, you're giving support where it's needed and props where they're due, all of that kind of stuff is more external to your team. But I think what you have to work on yourself as the leader is to focus on those bigger picture items that you now have the privilege and ability to go focus on because you're not so involved in their work and don't get distracted or fall back into things that may have been part of your role previously. So we've made some comments about micromanagers and and that applies here, but I think what we're talking more about is you're making a conscious move or the organization is pushing you to make a, a conscious move or you've been promoted or whatever the case might be, your role is changing and shifting. I mean, it could even be you saying, hey, this team's ready for more. But in order to get to that next level, you have to lead them by example. And the example becomes them seeing you changing what you were doing, whether it's day to day or you know every month or the way and just you you communicate and act in general. Yep. And that will give you the freedom and flexibility to go tackle different stuff. So, you know, you don't have the capacity anymore to be in every minute of your direct reports businesses or their direct reports businesses, right? You can't be aware of every decision. I mean, Anne said, you know, when do I need to know it? Then tell me or tell me what the decision was. Don't necessarily feel like you have to include me in it. But I think this can be a really vulnerable and uncomfortable place for the leader to find themselves. I mean, I remember this really specifically for me and talking about that example where I was moving on to something else. I was building something that didn't exist. I was responsible for a portion of the business that we didn't have and wasn't an offering currently. And sometimes I needed a little comfort and it would have been really easy to go and say, you know what, I'm going to go jump back into that client because I'm really good at that client. And and maybe that'll help empower me and make me feel confident about this other thing I'm supposed to be doing. But Mm -hmm. the self-control of not doing that is what actually sets you apart and allows you to be able to elevate to this level of leadership because you're not letting yourself go do it. And then you're you're. Director Port, who is doing, you know, in my case, they were doing a fantastic job. They did not need me, but also it deflates the whole situation for them because then they're left questioning, like, but she said she wasn't going to jump back in. So why is she now doing that? And so 
it causes problems across the board. Um, but I think if you can build that rapport and trust and then the own, your own discipline of not going back and jumping back in, what ends up happening is you're able to embrace the situation and what's expected of you in this new role and then really focus. And you know, the best leaders are the ones that can do this lead from afar thing because they're capable and very good at what they're what they do. And so that it's channeling that energy and that success and and all your past wins and everything into this new approach. Um, and then I will say the other side of that is, yes, you let things go. But what that means and what you need to articulate to the team is that you are the fall guy. Mm-hmm. So you're still responsible. It doesn't matter whether you're actually doing the doing or participating in the conversations or you've moved on to these other things. You are the person responsible at the end of the day for that team. So if they make a mistake or something that they try doesn't go well or they didn't do it the way you would have necessarily done it, do not throw the pe- your people under the bus. And where I think you get the most credibility and trust from them is when they watch you say, it's my responsibility. It's my team. It doesn't matter where the breakdown was. I am, at the end of the day, the one who's responsible, so I will go and do whatever. And really protecting that person um, because while you're growing, they're also growing. And part of growing is making mistakes. And so you would want someone to look out for you, right? We're asking and telling you that that's exactly what you need to do for your team. And when they see you do that a couple of times, it makes them even more fearless and feel empowered and like, hey, you know, my boss really does walk the talk. I mean, she's going to do what she says she's going to do. And then everybody grows from there. Yeah, I call this one that you have to grow up. It's very hard. And there's always a level at which this becomes really, really hard for people. And if you can't assume the new role in the span of what the new role offers, and you're constantly in your people's business, it's going to become a, a huge cluster. And I personally experienced that. It was actually one of my last roles before I actually left P&G. It was probably one of the deciding factors from for leaving P&G. And it was just because my boss just couldn't grow up. I mean, and that's really hard to say, but it's the actual absolute truth. And going back to our point before about creating space – it's the way also to create space. And a couple of points to reiterate what you said that I think are critically important is you don't have to be everywhere, Mm-mm. you know, and that is the, a, the the biggest thing. And what happens if you are do start showing up in places, especially places where you're, you're not expected, is that people then are going to defer to the person with the highest seniority in the room. Mm-hmm. If you show up, you are undermining your team. Yes. There might be points that you have to show up based on maybe who else is in the room. And that's when you have to work with your the, the people on your team to say, okay, here's the role I'm going to play. Here's the role you're going to play. And you kind of game, you know, game play it a little bit just to make sure that that person doesn't feel undermined. Mm-hmm. It's also about making sure that you direct all of those questions and whatever feedback is getting back to the person, yes. right? So if somebody is going around that person and saying, hey, um, you know, what is uh, you know, this, this, and that, and the other – You'd be like, well, did you go ask uh-huh. the person who's actually working on it? Because you should ask them. And if they have an issue, they can come to me. And that's a very hard thing to do still because of the fact of feeling needed, uh-huh. of feeling a part of everything, of being in the know. And it's really like FOMO, the fear of missing out, is still one of the biggest issues that leaders have 
when they have to step into this place where they have to work on their business and not in the business. Mm-hmm. But as you've heard me and April saying, and this doesn't saying doesn't belong to us, but we totally adopted, is that you can't work in your business and on your business at the same time. Mm-hmm. And leaders need to work on their business. That's the space that they create so that they can elevate and continue to grow their team, the work that they're doing, their uh, department, whatever that they're leading of, their company, their business, and uh, into the next level. And you can't do that if you're always stuck in the weeds because you can't see over and above everything else and see where connections need to make or where or um, where something's missing or there's gaps or where you might have um, a uh, – it's a place where you have to put in another person or you don't have the right skills or so-and-so is struggling. I mean, these are things that you have to create space for. And a lot of people struggle because they can't check the box, mm-hmm. right? So I call this, you need to grow up. And that is just a super important piece of being a vigilant leader. Yeah. And I mean, I would just add the point too of of patience in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I remember for me, there was a little bit of uncomfortable time where I was making the shift and I was allowing the people to lead, but I was no longer in the limelight, right? Or the yeah. person responsible. And I had to like reposition myself in my head of you're here as senior support for the team that is working on this. You're here because X client wants this level of person in the room. Like Think about it from that way, not what am I going to contribute or how, you know. And so it was much more of a backseat, which I'm I'm just fundamentally not comfortable with as a person. Um, but then to Anne's point, it did allow me to start to see those other things um, and, and where I could add value at a much higher level than I was able to before and make strategic changes about the structure of the teams themselves that then serve the clients better and then, you know, just moved Absolutely. us forward from there. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.